And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hensbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog with Hall of Famer, Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hulk. I'm excited to be here. Uh, man, it is a beautiful day. We're laboring on Labor Day. Yeah. We're getting you guys people. Uh, the best podcast. We got a great episode. I'm excited to sleep. Got the merch. If you guys are watching, man, you got to go on. We've sold about seven t-shirts. We need to sell about 700 more. Turn this bitch profitable. Go to our website. I think it's Sleephawk Worldwide. Shop.sleephawkworldwide.com. Or our Instagram page. We'll link it there. Get you a t-shirt, man. Uh, a lot of shit to get into. We're fresh off a big win. Football. Uh, over South Carolina, so we got all kinds of shit to talk about about that. Uh, no Dez, all kinds of stuff to talk about about that still. They expected th- an outcome this week. Didn't matter. Uh, matters, but didn't matter for the outcome of the game. Uh, we'll segue that into this uh, uh, kind of a little-known story that I heard about a couple days ago. A UNC tennis player went to U.S. Open. Kicked ass. Won $81,000. Couldn't bring it home with her. We'll talk about that. Wonder where the hell Charlie Barkley, Charles Charles Baker, not Charles Barkley. And where's the NCAA? Like, what's going on? Why doesn't anybody say anything about this? NFL starts Thursday. ACC, SEC, all that talk. And it got smoked last night. And it got smoked Saturday night. The SEC did by the ACC. Uh, and Team USA. I didn't even really get smoked by Lithuania, but they lost. So that's never a good good, uh, good sign. And uh, But we're going to kick it off with uh, last week, man. Big Hulk inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. We talked about it maybe a month ago. Dude. It was awesome. Coach K was there, you know, probably the low light, but the big hawk, uh, you know, he was there too. That definitely a highlight. And uh it was awesome. It was a really good time. Sleep Hawk Worldwide was fully represented, a bunch of older players and 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 personalized college basketball. So congratulations, T. Um, you know, I know we we chatted about it before, but now that it's happened, man, how you how do you feel about it? And uh you know, what's it mean to you? means a lot and uh, it's a big honor uh, sleep I'm glad you came it meant a lot to me but I had a lot of close friends and family teammates coaches along the way that went to the uh, induction but uh, you know I've always said this being from a small town Popper Bluff Missouri there's a lot of people that helped me through my career uh, that helped me have my you know the success that I had and uh, that uh, is a represent- representation of great teammates great coaches and a great support system from my family. So, uh, you know, like I've always said, my name's attached to it. I'm in the Hall of Fame, but it also represents Popper Bluff, Missouri. It represents a lot of good coaches, a lot of good teammates, uh, family members, and friends who have supported me along the way and helped me get to where I was. And uh, I, I specifically want to thank all the Tar Hill Nation, all the fans out there that that do uh, continue to support me and listen to our podcast. And keep up with me now that I'm done playing. Uh, I would say that playing at UNC was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And uh, I love the university. I love my teammates. And I had a great time there. And uh, I was very fortunate to play for the program and be part of it and do a lot of big things. And uh, it was a special night. And for me personally, it was kind of weird sleep because I was being honored. But also, you know, it's sometimes in life. You know, we we go about it and we call, get caught up in day-to-day situations and we don't realize how many people actually support us and actually care about us. And when I looked across that room, I went on that stage and I saw a bunch of teammates, a bunch of close friends, a bunch of family standing there clapping for me. 
you know, I, I was kind of taken back and a little emotional because I was like, man, all these people out here for me, it really meant a lot. And, uh, it was great. And like I've said, you know, now I'm done playing it is a sign of age going into a hall of fame, but you know, I couldn't have had a better college career and the way things turned out, uh, it was truly special. Man, it was an awesome night. It was it was well put together. Um, you know, from from start to finish the event, um, the way they laid it out. We were in this guy's like high rise in Chicago and on a basketball court on like the twentieth floor overlooking the skyline. It was a cool place. I don't even know the name of the building, but it was awesome. Um, you know, even Coach K, man, he couldn't even hide his praise, dude. So, um, you know, and I even went back and was thinking, you know, you know, we've become friends, but I think it, it sometimes detaches me at least. But do you just go back and look and like, dude, they just don't make players anymore that I, I think it's it's a testament. You know, they they talked a lot about your work ethic and all that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, uh, I'm not going to get all wax poetic on it, but it was uh, it was really, really cool to be there and, and, and have people remember that. Like, I just don't think there's a whole lot of players we're going to see like you anymore. Um, and it's, uh, it was an honor to be there and, and, and I appreciate you having us, but it was, it was cool to remember and be reminded of like, I feel like as we, and we talk about it some, right. Things are changing, right. There's, there's all the social media aspect of things and, and, and a lot of more eyeballs on, on, on college athletics for a variety of reasons, some good, some bad. Um, <clears throat> but man, those teams, like, I think you just really personified the team and, you know, uh, I, it's just hard, hard to think that we're ever going to like get another team where we feel like we're going to have players there that stay for a long time that, you know, are sort of synonymous with the program. And uh, I don't know that there's a, a player or, or many players, at least, that are more synonymous with Carolina than you are. And that's a um, that's a, you know, got to be a, a cool place to be. So, yeah. And thanks, Sleep. I mean, UNC basketball uh, outside my family um, is you know, it was about as important to me as anything in my life. And, uh, you know, I still care about, I, I care greatly about the program. I care greatly about the kids. And uh, sometimes in this NIL transfer portal, you know, era that college basketball is in right now, I truly think that if kids just sit back, relax, stop focusing on problems, and look at the situation they're in, they'd be like, man, you know what? I'm playing for UNC. This is an amazing uh, tradition, amazing program. A lot of great players put in work to get where this program is. Players, coaches. And, uh, you know, I just sometimes I wish kids get, you know, so frustrated in the present. Just, you know, work things out, stay positive. And I, th I do think that uh, my work ethic uh, did help me along my career. But, you know, like I said, sleep, I don't want to touch on too much, but, you know, it's it, it was amazing. And uh, I love my time there. It was awesome, guys, but nothing was better than behind. There's two behind the scenes moments that we're going to keep you guys <laughs> in on. First one is as soon as they give Big Hawk, they give them a medal, right? They give everybody a medal. And as soon as it, you can tell that, that Big Hawk now is, is on this podcast. And what our, our punchline is, is like, you listen to this thing and like, you will get dumber. And I feel like that was personified by like, I don't know what happened if it was just a faulty medal or what. Tyler had this medal for literally five seconds and the medal broke off of the thing. And so if you look at all the pictures out there and, and a couple people, when we posted it, recognize it, but everybody's standing there and Tyler's got the medal, just holding it up. Like it's still attached. But the problem is it's about six inches below the ribbon. And I mean, 
I think Bob, Bob Fraser was the first guy that caught on to it. You know, they're serving drinks there. And I'll be honest, we were there early. And I was like, after they came by a couple of times, I was like, you know, I might meet Roy Williams and I definitely don't need to have another sip of alcohol if I'm going to be doing that. It was a it hot was, day. You needed it hydration. It was hot and it, yeah. was, it was starting. To, so I pumped the brakes, right? And, and I think Bob, I don't know where that came into the story, but I think Bob caught it. It's like, he already broke the metal. I mean, you know, it's just one <laughs> thing. It was hilarious, man. And uh, that yeah. part was really funny. And uh, and so all night, Tyler's just walking around looking like Hogwarts because he just got the ribbon on <laughs> and the metal is in a box. And then we go to this place, uh, PBJ in, Col- in, uh, uh, in Chicago. Shout out. Those guys are really good to us. Peanut, no, not peanut butter. Uh, pizza, beer, and, and jukebox. Keyword there, jukebox. So they have that app on your phone where you can like, pay to be the next song or whatever. This is a college bar. It's like, you know, kind of not, not necessarily a dive. It was really cool, but they had all uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, picnic tables and stuff out on the sidewalk. We're all in suits. We're all in our 40s, basically, uh, eating pizza and drinking nooners. Those things are great, by the way. Uh, not great the next morning, but pretty great while they're going down. And um, you can, and there's all these people there just dressing T-shirts and stuff. It's what, Friday night? It's a, it's a weeknight. Everybody's just kind of enjoying themselves, you know, playing different songs, all varieties. The next thing you know, we convinced uh, old Dan to play the national anthem. So everybody's just vibing in that place. And all of a sudden, you just hear kind of silence. And Leanne Rhymes' version of the national anthem was the only one we could find on there. And all these people are sitting there. And we're standing outside on the sidewalk. And they had an American flag out there. And for two solid minutes, we're just standing there with our hands over our hearts, staring at the flag. And all these people are like, dude, who are these old dudes in suits on a whatever Wednesday? Like, what's wrong with these guys? So I don't think anybody noticed, really paid attention. Like we thought it was going to be this really funny thing, and it it was funny because it wasn't. <laughs> no, it it was uh, it was hilarious. The Nooners were amazing. They are, good. but uh, I don't think the rest of the bar actually caught on <laughs> to the national anthem. I was kind of a disappointment because we all stood up, we were hyped, put our hand over our heart, just sat there, and I was dying laughing. It was. I mean, it was late too. It was so funny. Uh, it was a great night, though. I mean. Uh, Shout out to, you know, the pizza, beer, and jams because uh, that pizza was really good. Pizza was good. And beer was good. There was pizza, one guy in our crew that just mowed through the pizza. I was like, good God, man. Hey, yo, calm down, buddy. Uh, let me get one piece. One piece before you take all three pizzas. But, uh, yeah. And believe it or not, that wasn't me. And believe it or not, hell, I stayed up, up until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I told everybody goodbye before I left. Because one rule that Sleep Dog has is if I get to drinking, like I don't really drink much before the night before a flight because I got I was on a flight hungover one time and it was the last time. Ooh. And uh, man, in the morning I woke up and those nooners, man, they're really good. I didn't, but I had too much different stuff over the course of like hours, and I was never like. It's one of those things where you kind of like drink over an extended period of time and you just like get tired and nothing else, right? Uh-huh. So I walked back to my hotel and I woke up and I was like, oh no, man, this might be it, dude. And there was this tropical storm blowing through, you know, we've had some, <laughs> some, some, you know, some chats about little dicey flights. And I was like, there's two things. I, one thing I don't want to be as hungover. Another thing I don't want to be is on a turbulent flight. And I definitely don't want to be hungover on a turbulent flight, but I was neither by the time it all happened. Sleep dog. I'm the same way. <laughs> I don't know what happened to me, but this past couple of years, I do not want to. I, I want to feel rested if I'm going to get on a flight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hungover, and uh, I know what you're saying. Traveling is a tough situation. Mm. Traveling hungover, tired, exhausted, and then you know you're burping up uh, nooners. It's a bad <laughs> feeling, and so you want that flight as smooth as possible, and you want to try and get 
I know you probably fly first class, big dog. He's in economy, main, whatever cabin was where you got to pay. You know, if you bring if you bring a <laughs> tissue on the plane, they're going to charge you. And so that that's the way I'm flying. And uh, I will have I do have a qualm. Did you try the Malork? No. Oh my no. good god! Yeah, hey, Chicago. No. Do not put your name behind that. We got a couple of videos of some guys, and I was one of them, but not caught on camera. Of everybody when they looked away, I just threw mine under the picnic table and just made this awful face. I, you know, the the, the guy that runs PB and J comes out with a bottle of Malork and said, "This is Chicago's pride." It's a right rite here. of passage. Yeah, you've got to have a shot of Malork, and I said, "Good God, don't do this to me <laughs> right here, right here in front of everybody." Both oh. like. Stares me down, pours it, and I'm like, oh, God. And they were getting heat for not drinking. I was getting heat oh. when I I, you know, I tried to be honest about it. My conscience got the best of me. I, but, I will uh, say that is the worst shot I've ever had in my life. God, I'm glad and I didn't I'm, take it. At this stage in my life, I'm not a shot guy. But mm-hmm. in college, I mean, in college, I was, you know, I got my shots up. Uh, don't Kobe call me Bryant. Sleep, dog. You know, I got my shot. Yeah. I was in the gym putting shots up. <laughs> but I got my shots up, and uh, I've had a, a good variety and a good mixture, a lot of concoctions. But the Malork is the worst shot I've ever taken mm-hmm. in my life. Life and it and it left a weird feeling in my mouth for twenty minutes. Sleep twenty oh. minutes, and it wasn't like a, oh, you know, you took a shot of, you know, as the alcohol content just kind of overwhelmed you, and you you're burping it up for about twenty mm-hmm. minutes, and you got to go ahead and. You know, puke and rally, but then mm-hmm. you know, I, that, guys, that stage, guys, I'm not doing that this stage in my life. This was, it was so disgusting. It stayed oh. in my mouth for about 20 minutes, and uh, it was it chilled down it, my spine. I, I absolutely hate Malork, and I will never take Oof. another shot of Malork, no matter what. Sorry, anybody, Chicago. What Great type city. of pressure they put on me? Great city. No, awful, no, awful. Not. Malork awful is awful. Liquor. So Cam, at that point, by the time the national anthem came on, I think Cam had seven different kinds of alcohol that I counted. Um, he had some sort of spritzer. He had red. He's over there drinking red wine. Teeth are all purple drinking that when they hand him this Malork. And, uh, dude, it was it was a piece of work, man. We had uh, we had an old school crew out there just uh, acting up. But, yeah, I forgot about the old Malork, man. Thank God. I, and that's honestly the only reason I didn't do it is I was like, if my flight had been, you know, the next night, Oof. I would have maybe. Th- but I was like, you know, this is one of those that you think you're all right. You take that thing, you go home, you doze off, and you wake up, and you're like, why do I feel so bad? Yep. And somebody's got to remind you that you were singing the national anthem because that Malork just took that away from you. It took that memory and just stole it from you. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't uh, – I'm glad I poured my shit on the AstroTurf out there. And, and there's one other thing that I don't like. I'm not a champagne guy. I hate mm-hmm. champagne. Just don't like it. And everyone, oh, let's go to brunch. Let's do the bottomless mimosas. That is never like, hey, that is not a motivating factor uh, for me ever in my life. And champagne, I think, is is just god awful, buddy. I am and, not. I am my. I will check my pride at the door for a mimosa, dude. I will mow those things down. The, the, anything with champagne, I'm out. It's awful. I yeah. mean, it's anything with champagne. Two of those some bitches, and you are. Everybody's funny after a couple of those, but. uh yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I don't. It, ain't, it don't like me, but you know, don't let me. If you see me out at the Carolina Inn at the CI at the Claws House, uh, taking some mimosas before a game, please pull me aside because I, I need to. You know, remind me that if I want to see the game, I need to. You know, pump the brakes. 
One other question I have for you. Mm -hmm. White Claw or Nooners? Dude, all I have, here's the deal. I like the Topo Chico's too, but Mm -hmm. I had a peach Nooner. And I'm telling you, dude, I ain't never had a seltzer that good. And that's this is free advertising, wow. guys. I got no, you know, I know Barstool does it and they pump it and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I, you know, the difference is now I think there's clearly some sort of extra sweetener in those things than there are in these others. They got to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they put more, you know, plant. I think they're all plant based stuff now or instead of damn Diet Coke. But it was good. Now it also might have been that I was just mowing down pizza. It's midnight, right? Like you know, plant we're based. just vibing out there. Could be. Um, Good first impression, though. Hey, Sleep, you were a Truly guy for a little bit. Nah, I never was a Truly guy. Well, when, I was When we went to the pool uh, years ago, you had you had all the, the Lemonade Truly. Or was that you or was that Big Dan? Oh, those black Lemonade Trulys. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, the black okay, one. The Lemonades right. were yeah, solid. Yeah, they were, yeah. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. But I will, I will say my you're old, right about that. My old faithful. I'm going white claw, black cherry. The black cherry's only baby. And lemon lime. Mm-hmm. I, I got I, nooners are good. Mangoes are good. solid. Mangoes but, are good now for white yeah. claw, but then black cherries, man. Oh, mango. That put white claws on the map. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's it, they're so good. You pay eight dollars and and ta- plus tax for them over there at Carolina Inn. We need to call them back. Yeah, we need to see what the prices are this year. Yeah, know? we should do we should do that right now. But I'll be there on Saturday um, for the App State game. Let's speaking of this, let's get into football. What a great time, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, hats off, you know, to to all the inductees. Johnny Dawkins was there. Um, uh, Mike Krzyzewski was there. Uh, and, and, man, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering it because you got to know the other two guys. Cause Herb I McGee. Herb McGee. And Tony Kukulic. Tony, yeah, and it, that was his brother. Yeah. yeah, his brother accepted the award. Uh, he was um, one of the first people to actually really start uh, scouting That's uh, right. high school players. He also had a lot to do with uh, the five-star basketball camps, which, which I attended, and a lot of other people, uh, you know, in the basketball world. Everyone knows about that. And then also Herb McGee uh, was a head coach uh, for a lot of college teams, especially around the Philly area. He's a legend. He did big things, so it was an honor to be inducted with him. Yeah, yeah those two people, especially, was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Five seconds on that. I mean, he was like a, a, a lesser-known coach that won a lot of games, and 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 those guys are like. I mean, the Hansbros, the Roy Williams, the, you know, Shashevskis, like everybody knows those guys and it's great. But, but it, basketball is a big game for a lot of people. And that guy mm-hmm. had touched a lot. And it was really cool to learn about that. And the other guy, um, his scouting stuff, it was amazing. Like he was, he was the, yeah, like you said, he basically originated the scouting report mm-hmm. and everybody depended on him. So yeah. it was at, 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 up there in that area. So really cool for that. And, um, you know, even old, even Johnny Dawkins and old Coach K, man, they had nice things to say. So for for one night, we could put uh, put our feelings aside for a bit um, and and move on past it. But now now that night's over, so it can go to hell. Uh, UNC South Carolina, dude, what a night for the Tar Heels. Probably should have brought Ross on here because this was his opportunity to just be like, dude, I told you. Um, I got a few, man, dude. I watched this with, I keenly watched. I think we might be a football podcast now, at least for the next you know twelve. 13 weeks. A couple things I saw. First thing I want to start off, I'm going to come back to Drake May. Um, Carolina looked amazing. I mean, I think if you're a Carolina fan, there were, yeah, there were, you know, a few things you wish you had back. But in the grand scheme of things, this, this game couldn't have gone any better because you're the better team. 
We're two and a half point dog. I called my dad. So you can't bet in North Carolina. There's two things I'm pissed about. One thing to add to the agenda, by the way, we got to talk about Colorado and Dion. We got to kind of, we got to get all this stuff in here. Is I was like, dude, I was all over the Tar Heels. I was like, dude, dad, my dad lives up near Cherokee, mom and dad. I was like, can you get to Cherokee, bet on the Heels to win outright? And then I want Drake May when Heisman parlayed with Carolina win national championship. And here's wow. how I'm, here's how I'm gonna unpack it for you. Okay, I'm wow. I'm I'm fucking dead serious, guys. Okay, so. you guys think I'm crazy? Okay, <laughs> sit back and listen to this shit. All right, we kicked their ass. Period. All right. Um, no Tez, which everybody knows about. No Nate McCollum, top two receivers. Um, no starting corner. He's gone for the year. Right. Drake May, I'm going to get back to his stat line because I think a lot of people are going to be like, ah, you didn't, you know, I'll come back to that. Our defense, dude, front page at ESPN right now. I mean, nine sacks, 16 tackles for a loss, had a couple, you know, the, the, the replacement for the, for the corner, uh, the kid, he's number five. I got you know, I got to get some of the players down. It's early for me. Remember, we don't start paying attention to the season starts. You know, he, they, they, they were clearly picking on him a little bit, but he got more and more comfortable toward the back half of the game. Defensive line was, was stout offensive line didn't give up give up one sack one tackle for a loss I think they count that twice um, if our defense and this is the thing I'm dead serious about this thing man if our defense is that good we're one of the best teams in the country because our offense we have the best quarterback you can talk about Caleb Williams you can talk about Sanders you can talk about some of these other guys but our team is that good and you win the ACC you just got to beat now I watched Florida State last night. <laughs> that might maybe pump the brakes if we get to the ACC championship game. Look, there's a long way to go, obviously, right? Week one. But if you're a Carolina fan, this is the best week one we've had that I can remember. Now, this predates. There's probably some better week ones out there, but ain't many. Neutral site. South Carolina fans were there in droves. South Carolina, you know, talking all their shit. It was close early, and then we just we just buried them. Buried them. And... Uh... It was a big win. Uh, South Carolina won eight games in the SEC last year, and it shows that we can compete with the big dogs. And also South Carolina has a, a very good quarterback. A lot of people were comparing uh, this going to be the game of the quarterback, but our defense stole the game. Uh, the D-line was incredible. Uh, they played well. And for all the, the smack that everyone talked about our defense last year, it seems that they got the message. They woke up. Also, our offensive line, I don't think Dre took one sack all game. And um, uh, if they did sleep. They had one. They had but, one? Yeah. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say that our, our old line did a great job, and that's a huge deal in prote- protecting Drake, uh, which uh, is going to be key. But, you know, Drake didn't have to play hero ball. And also, if we can get Tez back next week, uh, hopefully the NCAA will wake up and actually address the situation. Uh, and we can get him back in lineup. It's just going to make us that much better. I'm going to come back to Tez in a second, but Drake's stat line, I think if you look at him against some of these other guys that, that, that had great games, big games in week one, 24-32, 269, two TDs, two, two interceptions. Doesn't really jump off the page at you, okay? Uh, he had a rush for 25 yards too, I think, or a couple rushes for 25 yards. Um, first of all, 24-32, he, he made three. He had two bad throws that I saw that were really bad. One, he led uh, Paysauer out of bounds on a sure touchdown. If he dropped that ball inside the pylon, that's six. And, uh, you know, now he's got three touchdowns. Another one was, I can't remember the receiver. Um, you know, maybe it was Blackwell, but he missed the back shoulder. 
You could tell he was trying to throw back shoulder. He led him a little too 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 much, and that ended up being a, a sort of a jump ball. I think it was an interception. So take that interception off. Another thing that didn't go his way is he threw that 37-yarder. Uh, Blackwell caught it and kind of lunged at it and landed at the one. And, of course, in college football, you land, you're down. And then we run it in one yard very next play. So, I mean, you're looking at some a couple things that they happen. I mean, he's got four touchdowns, one pick, uh, you know, a few extra yards, maybe closer to 300 yards. Uh, and the stat line is completely different. I mean, his quarterback rating was like 98, just shy of 90, and you probably would have got in there over 100. But the thing of it is, is you're in a neutral site against an SEC, against a good team. Now, talk about Colorado, they played a good team. Talk about Florida State, they played a good team. I get it, right? I'm just saying that, like, that stat line was in some ways, like, bad for for Drake. And, and it's a great stat line, right? So, um, anyway, you can't you can't just imagine that shit happened. So it, it happened. And, uh, you know, throwing two INTs, maybe, you know, point is, is he came out there and looked just as poised this year as he has all, all, all his career here. So nothing but optimism there. The defense is the biggest thing, dude. If our front seven can push these guys downhill and force, um, you know, tighter coverage on, uh, or, or force quicker decisions out of the, out of the QBs, that we face, man, and and here's now it's starting to set up, dude. Now it's starting to set up. You got you got App State next week. You got uh, look. We thought Minnesota was going to be like a good offense or whatever. That I can't remember who they played, but it was a snoozathon. I think it was three nothing in the first first half. I don't remember how it ended. Um, but we already talked about it, man. You get those three games under your belt, and you go on a home run. Uh, you know, run home games. You got Miami in there, and a couple other like Pitt on the road. But I'm telling you, dude, we look like we could beat, we could compete with anybody last night. So, um, I mean, not last Saturday night, and it was just what a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and South Carolina didn't look that bad. There was a lot of weird shit that happened. Like the their coach got pissed because they, you know, the chain gang was eating hot dogs, and, and it was like, dude, come on, bro. Like you, you got the onside kick. And, that, and by the way, that was what an onside kick. I mean, I was literally jumping up and down, like not again in Charlotte. They're fucking us on a onside. I didn't think the guy got got across the line. And then they showed the side view, and I was like, that might be the best executed onside kick I've ever seen. Then after the game, had that weird thing where Mac Brown kind of like grabs him by the throat. I think he was just trying to grab him and say something in his ear, but like it was an awkward exchange. And it ended up looking like Mac put him in a chokehold, and all, all South Carolina fans are pissed about it. All state fans are even more pissed about it, which is just hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, he he looked he looked a little salty. But but back to the test situation because now the now it comes down to like this week they're expecting him to 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 get a, a decision on his second appeal as if he should even need one. Here's my thing, um, and I'm gonna kind of segue this and blend this together with this the the this female tennis player Fiona Crawley. I hope I'm saying that right, Crawley. Um, she went to the U.S. Open. One eight earned eighty one thousand dollars, and had to leave it there because of the NIL rules. You can use your name, image, likeness, but you can't win something from a professional thing because then you're no quote unquote no longer an amateur. It's bullshit. And the thing I have the biggest problem with is Charlie Baker, the president of NCAA, is 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 nowhere to be found on this. The NCAA is nowhere to be found on this. At some level. Right. You could say, well, hey, look, our, the only speech we need is like we denied the waiver. Right. Like we don't owe you. This. OK. Like if you want to take that route, maybe it's just the fact that we're too close to it because we're Carolina people. But between that and this, you, know, you, you just feel like you got to come out and say something. And they, they haven't they haven't said anything. And it's just it's just like this is ridiculous. It's 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 complete 
farce, the whole thing. I agree, Sleep. And part of me understands that, hey, listen, she is an amateur. And, and this is kind of something that's happened, right? Uh, especially kind of in golf, I think there was a situation where a kid advanced. He was still in college and couldn't take the the winnings. Uh, but um, I do agree that the NCAA has, has done a bad job by not coming out and at least voicing their opinion or saying, hey, listen, under the rules of the NCAA, this is not considered name, image, or likeness. This is a competitive, uh, you're earning this money through playing your sport. You would no longer be considered an amateur. If they were to come out and say that, I, I would understand it. But the fact that they have just sat here and shunned us and not said a word or given us any clarity really doesn't sit well with me. And this is sometimes all we want from the NCA mm-hmm. is... When things happen, just on a certain timeline, be a little responsive, okay? And I don't understand why the NCAA gets to sit back for weeks and weeks and just not address important situations while these kids are going through it. And, uh, you know, this is something that they've kind of gotten known for and gotten got a reputation for is just, you know, not addressing the situation for months and months, and just putting it on the back burner. It's absolutely ridiculous sleep. I want them to come out and have a little clarity, understand why this isn't name, image, or likeness, and why she can't accept the money and say, yeah, I, I agree that, uh, you know, rules are rules, but this is what we go by. But uh, if it was me, I wish she could keep the money. And by the way, the women's tennis program at UNC is second to none. I think, they, I mean, they have, they won the national championship. I also think they have graduated every tennis player. They haven't had men's tennis players hit the transfer portal. We have a state of the art tennis facility. It's unbelievable. And uh, what their coach has done and what the program has done. By the way, their coach is a really good pickleball player as well. But uh, the program is, is unbelievable. Yeah, and I think, hey, look, at the end of the day, I understand the rules. Um, you know, they're trying to apply the rules with Tez and this bullshit because the rules changed. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, yeah. you can't just, uh, you can't pull me over for doing 55 and then because two days to, from now, you're going to turn it to a 45. Yep. Right. I mean, it's just like, you can't do that. All right. Now, I understand this whole, that it, maybe this amateur thing is a rule. I yeah. understand by the letter of the law, she can't keep the money, whatever. I'm just saying the rule is wrong. And if you, I'm not saying you can't go yes. back and get it. And I know that I know you feel the same way. This whole amateurism thing is ridiculous, man. Like I, I could go on for hours about how dumb this is. Mm-hmm. Like, if she is an amateur, she's clearly better than professionals. So you should be able to capitalize on how good you are at something. Yeah. I mean, and it goes back, and this is the age-old argument, you know. College athlete can't go work as an Uber Eats driver because he's not even allowed to have a job, basically. It's just, it's absurd, right? And I mean, um, if I'm a, if I'm in school for journalism when I was there, like, you know, I had jobs trying to, trying to, uh, I was an amateur journalist, a college journalist, and still had jobs trying to, you know, test the, like, learn in the real world. Um, why athletics is any different than that is beyond me. And it's all just, you know, it's a power struggle. People pulling the strings, man. It's, um, yeah, it's, sleep. It's, it's really unfortunate. I've always done that comparison. So if you, you're an engineer, uh, in school and you have a software program that you want to sell, uh, to a big time like IBM or something like that, and you want to make a lot of money on it, 
If you're still in school, you can do that. But as a professional athlete, you cannot go out and sell your product and use your product and still be eligible. To me, uh, you're kind of discriminating against athletes in a way uh, because that is their job. Just like an engineer, engineer, that is going to be their job. You should be able to make money, money on that. And athletes shouldn't be held to a different standard than regular students at times. And uh, it doesn't it, 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 that argument has never set well with me and people can't explain it. I don't like it. But, uh, you know, she did represent the 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 university great greatly mm-hmm. and did a great job in the U.S. Open. So uh, that is big time for her. So congrats to her on doing such a good job. But uh, we wish she, she, she could get paid for sure. Absolutely. Can't take that away from her. You know what the tennis organization should do or the U.S. Open should do or American Express or whoever these people are. <laughs> they should give her some sort of deal mm-hmm. for $81,000. 100%. You know, make one commercial saying, you know, using her as as the, you know, amateur story. And and that would just expose how ridiculous this is. Yep. How blatant workaround. I agree. Right? Just one, uh, you know, social media post about, you know, Rolex. Oh, here's $81,000. Somebody should do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even got to give me credit for the idea. We come up with a lot of really good ideas around here. Sleephawk worldwide. We just don't really execute many of them. Anyway, last thing I'm going to say about this is like the NCAA, Charlie Baker. We, we, we talked, you, we, I had forgotten that we talked about it when Ross brought it up last week, but you're right. Like when they named this guy, we were like, yeah, let's just let a politician get involved. Yep. He's handling it exactly like a politician would handle it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so bad that like at some point, dude, I'm nobody. I wish I was somebody so that somebody would listen. Like somebody has to hold this guy accountable to come out and say something. Stop being a coward. I mean, it just, it's, you know, it, like you said, explain the rationale. We don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but you're sitting here talking about there's 92,000 people at a volleyball game and you're posting all this stuff about all this sort of stuff. Good for them. Great for them. But like, there's real decisions here that matter. And you're trying to act like somehow 92,000 people showing up at a, at a volleyball game is changing people's lives when you're sitting here clearly damaging it now in two, two different situations. So get on with that. Um, NFL starts Thursday. It's probably where Tez is going to be, and ain't going to have to worry about what Charlie Baker says about what he can and can't do. That starts Thursday. I can't even remember who's playing Thursday. I haven't even looked at the schedule yet. I got a fantasy football draft Wednesday night. No idea who I'm going to draft. Uh, I don't even know. We're not even ready for, like, football preview. We put our, we put our, we put our fantasy preview out, um, you know, so go check that out. I mean, in general. Just give me in general, Big Hulk. Like, how you feeling about football season this year? You think the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl um, or the 49ers? Mm-hmm. I think they're both in the AFC. I don't know that, though. No, nope, 49ers in the NFC, aren't they? Mm, yeah. yeah, sounds good. So, Trey Lance, Trey the Cowboys. Um, bunch of weird stuff. Sam Howe, we were talking right before the thing. Wouldn't let me compare them to the point. They ain't like the Tar Heels anymore. I'll tell you that much as of Saturday. Um, yeah, what are you looking forward to? First of all, I want to see if the Commanders are real. Uh, you know, this is the best time of the year for the Commander fans. Uh, yeah, it you know, is. You ain't wrong, Because reality hasn't really hit that uh-uh. they're the Commanders. But it never does. Uh, I want to see Sam Howell do big things. Uh, I've always been a big fan of him. Uh, I know he's a starting quarterback, Carolina guy. I'm excited about him and watching him. Uh, hopefully he does big things. Uh, good kid. Uh, the other thing I want to watch for is Justin Herbert. I think he – he has had a lot of hype, but not a lot of wins. I want to see him get into the playoffs, win some games, 
and uh, kind of meet the hype that he's had. I agree. He's an unbelievable quarterback. I'm also looking to, forward to uh, the 49ers. There's been a lot of different things that have happened there. They have an unbelievable defense. They have a lot of firepower. I want to see if Brock Purdy can deliver and be the quarterback that a lot of people want him to be. And the other thing that I'm looking forward to is the Dallas Cowboys downfall. The Dallas Cowboys will always suck. And nobody, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, um, you are a front runner. And every year, you guys never fail to make make yourselves look like the biggest joke in football. I just hope that you guys get off to a three-game winning streak and we just have to hear you guys just talk and tell us how good you are before the catastrophic downfall happens because it's inevitable. Every year, the Dallas Cowboys will suck, and I will never get enough of it. They can't suck enough for me to like it. I hope they lose every game for the next 50 years uh, because I'm sick of the Cowboys fans. (laughs) I love it, dude. I mean, that's one thing we could agree on. Washington sucks, but so does Dallas, right? <laughs> Dallas just tends to suck a little less is all it is to it. I mean, they're actually, if you back up and look at Dallas historically, they're terrible. Awesome. I, mean, they don't, I mean, they won the, the Super Bowl in the 90s, but, like, they don't ever make the playoffs either. Every, every um, year they're going to win it. God bless. But I hope they lose three or four in a row so they bench Dak and let Trey Lansky. I got two uh, football you know, pretty solid rookie cars. One's Brock Purdy. I kind of got it by accident. So I kind of, like, you know, and I got this Trey Lance. And I was, you know, at one point I had to hedge, right? I got to hold on to both of them and see which one. Obviously, Trey Lance is not looking good, okay? <laughs> but it, the, the, thing in, the thing in cards, dude, is if if, if, oh. if Dak sprains his ankle and they run Trey Lance out there on the field, I'm selling that car immediately, okay? Oh, I would so, too. I mean, you know, and, and if he blows up, then God bless him. Uh, Purdy is a different story. Like, I think he's just kind of a system guy, but, I mean – Whatever, maybe I'm wrong and he's the next damn Tom Brady. So we got Lions Chiefs this Thursday. That's a pretty good game. Lions, Lions are a little different story. That's at at, at uh, Kansas City. Um, here's some of the here's the rest of the slate. Um, Sunday, Bengals Browns. Wow, Ravens Texans. Ugh, Bucks Vikings. Panthers Falcons. These are awful. Cardinals Commanders. Yikes! I'm a Commanders fan. Jags Colts. God, the one o'clock slate. You got that's what they're doing, buddy. They're stacking up those bad games because they know you want it bad enough. Good grief. 49ers Steelers. Okay. Uh, Titans Saints. Snoozathon. Raiders Broncos. Boring. Eagles Patriots. All right. Rams Seahawks. eh. Dolphins Chargers. Packers Bears. That's a rivalry. Cowboys Giants out of the gate. That's Sunday night. And what might be the only good game of the whole week, um, Bills Jets, Monday Night Football. That's going to be a big one. That's on September 11, too. Two New York teams. That's a big one. Sleep, I got a question for you. Will your guy, Russell Wilson, have a good year? No. Uh uh. Dude, that's your guy. He's a fraud, dude. He's my guy, right? I was at, I was at trivia. I was at trivia the other night here, here at Woody's downtown, and there's this guy that always comes into Woody's, and he's like a history teacher. He is a, I mean, if you look up state fan in the dictionary, this guy is that's his picture sitting there, and he's running like trivia. And I think they had a question or sports question about rushing yards for quarterbacks or something. And he made the comment about how his NC State quarterback, Russell Wilson. I was like, bro, he is not NC State quarterback. He's like, he went there for three. He like starts shouting at me that he'd gone there for three years. I'm like, 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and he was as much as a quarterback at NC State as I was at UNC, and I went there for eight years, right? So I, I just think it's funny how State fans just love to claim Russell Wilson. It's like, dude, that would be like us trying to claim Rashad McCants. Like, nobody wants the guy. He's a, he's an asshole. Or Walker so like, Kessler. Well, I, I would I transfer it out. I mean, I'd, he, I mean, I'd like to claim him though. Russell I mean, Wilson transferred out. Could. Let's say that. Right. Like, yeah. he, he didn't stay at state. Okay, if you yeah. transfer from the school, it's hard to claim him afterwards. But there, the point that I was making with the McCants thing too, which is a bad one, is that they're unlikable. All right, nobody likes these guys. Yeah. So like nobody, nobody, you know, you might have been here and you might have found some success at some point, but like you ruined it. Okay, mm-hmm. and Russell Westbrook is this cringe. Or I always call him that. And it's, I, I should write. I should write a handwritten letter to Russell Westbrook every time I accidentally call Russell Wilson Russell Westbrook. You, you know what I don't like about him, sleep, and this one's what really set me off. I know you're about to go on a tangent and why you don't like him. <laughs> before is, do you remember when they played the game in London and they had the media mm-hmm. made this big thing about him doing high knees in the oh yeah. In in the, the aisle as everyone else slept, like they just said, "Hey, all these guys slept on the plane, but Russell Wilson was working out and so uh, you know running That's through." Right. It just and to me, it was like, "Get your ass to practice early, okay? Do the stuff yeah. early. When you get on the plane, don't don't make everyone else that's trying to sleep you going through the the aisle doing high knees. It's just gonna keep me up. Like it, it can't be comfortable. First of all, I'm a big dude. I can barely fit in the aisles. How the hell are you gonna do high knees and all this other dynamic warm up on a damn plane? It's a. It was the dumbest thing I ever heard, and I think it was a PR stunt. Sleep. I think dude, it was he's a PR. All, he's nothing but a PR. Hey, stunt. I work hard. I work harder than everybody. Everyone else was asleep. I was working on the plane ride. Look at me. That's how I took it. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've heard. And guess who leaked that? I'm sure. Ain't nobody, oh. you know, whoever was on their team ain't gonna be like, yo, Russell was doing high knees oh, did over the over Iceland. He, you know? He's locked um, in. Locked oh, in. Oh yeah. Yeah. The best one though is even better. It was the night that he had the broken hand and he's running the shadow plays in the end zone before the game because he's mic'd up. And he's like pretending he's in the huddle. He's pretending he's like, he's like pretending he's eight years old, like while his mom's talking while your mom's talking to her friend in the grocery store. And you're just bored, so you're like pretending, you know, dropping back, throwing bombs and catching them and shit because you're just trying to kill time by any means necessary. This guy just knows the cameras are on mm-hmm. and just wants us to think that he's just about it. Yeah. And, bro, no come way. on, dude. No way. It's just so, so lame. Reminds, he, I mean, Tebow's the same way. <laughs> Tebow's like, oh, God, I got to go on for another hour. If you watch that Gator Untold thing, Urban Meyer, you know, Recovery Fest, <laughs> Tebow, like, I'm a, I can't even breathe. These guys piss me off so bad. Dude, no one takes Urban Meyer seriously right now. Oh, God. God. Man, dude. They showed a picture of him. Uh, like, they had panned the camera. Because now he's on, like, FS1 or something like that. One of the one of the college pregames. And, you know, one of these, like, bro. Uh, maybe it was old bro or something. One of these bro Instagram accounts had a camera angle that just barely caught him off to the side of the set before they go on talking to some cheerleader oh, or something. God. It was hilarious. Um Last thing before we get out of here, man, Team USA lost to Lithuania yesterday. Mm-hmm. They play tomorrow at 8.30 in the morning. I think I can't remember who they play. But um, I'm pretty sure they're still relative lock for – because some teams, if any – like several teams lose, they're mm-hmm. in. This is a qualifier for the Olympics in 24. 
if they win, they're in, right? If they if somebody else loses, I think they're in. Um, I don't know. What do you make of it? So they got it's a, it's an interesting roster yeah. because it's younger. Um, you got a lot of a lot of players that are fun to watch, but you name the who's who of the NBA is not on this roster. Yeah. It, um, first of all, I think they struggled inside entirely. Uh, mm-hmm. They've given up a lot of offensive rebounds. And if you look at Lithuania, they have Jonas Valanciunas, mm-hmm. uh, which was a teammate of mine in Toronto, who is a big uh, – he's one of the best offensive rebounders and big men in the NBA right now. Uh, so I think they kind of beat him up on the boards. And entirely, uh, he was a tough matchup for him. They've struggled all uh, – you know, in all these qualifying games with the bigs inside. They are more of a smaller team. Um, but uh, – this isn't going to deter them from getting a qualifying win and getting into the Olympics for sure. But Lithuania, uh, you know, shouldn't be overlooked. They're a very quality team. They have a lot of good players like Jonas Valanciunas. I think that the NBA has done this to themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And and look, man, if I think if you had the top 10, 12 guys in the NBA on the team, you know, they'd still just run right through everybody. Anthony Edwards is is about to – everybody's – a. Everybody kind of knows who he is. They're about to know who he is this season. I mean, he's a he's a real deal. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, good players on that team. I would like to see him uh, get out of Minnesota. I, I really would. They've already. That's kind of one of the things that the, the people have already started talking about is like where he's going to go next. And yeah. uh, you know, it's pissing some people off that narrative because like, but I'm with you. I, I'd like to see him at least go to a team that is, uh, you know, uh, more exciting uh, to watch. One other note, and this is just a question. This is all thought, man. What do you think of Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota? Do you think that that has really worked out the way they wanted? You know, I don't think so, but I think it's more on Gobert. Like, I just, I think Cat is like, you know, he's a Kentucky guy. I'm not, I'm not yeah. a fan from that standpoint, but like, you know, you hear him talk and he's, he's not like an asshole. He yeah. seems like he's a, he's probably a good teammate and a good dude. And, um, I kind of like the guy. Yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth on sleep. I have yeah. mixed, mixed I just feelings think, on it. I'm, I'm curious why they gave up all that to get Rudy Gobert. Yeah. I mean, they gave up so much to get mm-hmm. him and Gobert just really hasn't, hasn't been the guy. Um, and I almost figure if you're going to give up, go, if you want Gobert, like give up town. Yeah. I don't understand the whole two big men thing in the today's NBA. Yeah. I think, I think something's got to give. I think Minnesota needs to make a change. Uh, yeah. they need to figure out what they want to do. They, um, they're an interesting team because I think they're good and I think they can be good. But if they don't figure that part out, like they're not going to, yeah. you know, they're not going to get past some of the better, more experienced teams, more, more balanced teams, I guess, in, in the, in the Western Conference, much less, um, you know, um, are they in the Western Conference? Yeah, they're in the Western yeah. Conference. Brain, brain dead. Yeah. Um, but the NBA, the thing on the Team USA, before I get out of here, is I really think the NBA, this is, they've done this to themselves because they've done such a great job of globalizing the game mm-hmm. that you look now at all these other teams. I remember when I was a kid, now maybe I just wasn't that in tune with it, but the Dream Team wasn't playing a team in Canada with SGA. Or in Australia with Josh Giddy and, and probably some other guys. Or, you know, teams in Lithuania with studs, Spain, right? I know they probably had the good players at the time, right? But now I think the NBA has 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 created a globalized talent pool that they that they pick from. And then there's there's some really good players. I mean, Luka Doncic ain't American, you know? Yeah. Um there's some really good players on some on some teams that, that probably sound pretty obscure. And um you know, there's African team, African countries out there that got, you know, some, some stars in the league. So, um, you know, I'm not saying that, that America still shouldn't be the clear cut favorite every single time if they feel, you know, 
a hand, even six or seven guys that are at the top of the league because most of these rosters are comprised of maybe half NBA players. And like the U.S. roster has traditionally been 100% NBA players and about 98% stars. Yeah. So, you know, it's still no excuse. And they, they I think they... They've tested a few things. Guys like Austin Reeves is still, you know, he's, he's, he's come a long way, but he's still got a lot to prove. Guys like Brandon Ingram, who I think are good players, but still kind of saying, Hey, I don't really know where I fit in here. You got Steve Kerr, you got Spolstra, you got, uh, Mark Few is coaching there. So, you know, they got all the, the requisite talent in the, in the, in, on, both on the bench and on the court. Um, you know, I think, uh, it is interesting to me being a Kaminga guy to see Kerr manage because they they beat they lost to Lithuania and then they I can't remember who they played the game before but they didn't look that great in that one either and you know there's the whole um uh narrative out there about Kerr and, and younger players so yeah um you know I of course I have no idea but it's just it's super interesting to to kind of watch and see what happens I'm with you like they're not in trouble or anything like that but they don't lose many games so whenever they do it's it's uh mm-hmm. it's pretty newsworthy but we'll see tomorrow morning and if you're uh 8:30 in the morning is watchable too bad it's on freaking Tuesday I'm finally back to work but short week this week man you got anything else big hawk stay safe stay safe, stay safe.